0: Guadalupe squares, ringtones and videos of creepy E getting that knocked out of him. Holmberg's morning sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Very excited that we've got a great guest today. He's retired, but he is a legend. I thought he wouldn't make it through the year. I thought he was going to retire and just with the love of his life going away, baseball. We wouldn't hear from him ever again, and he would pass home. Oh, I thought he, like, his wife died or something. No, 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 no. The love of his life is baseball. Baseball, Ray. Not wife? No. That's silly. You're crazy. Baseball. People will come, and Vin Scully did, for baseball. He loved every second of it. So, uh, Vin stands right outside our door. He's not married. Lightly wrapped up to he's He is too, isn't he? He's oh, got a wife. Joan Crawford was the last person he was married to. Divorced no way. in seventy-two. Vin's not married now. I thought he had a wife. According to, the to all-knowing Wikipedia. Oh, that can't be right. Vin Scully has to have a wife, for God's sakes. It's just too weird that it, Joan Crawford died in like fifty-nine or something, didn't she? Well, they got divorced in seventy-two, so we got to ask Vin about that. Boy, he's married for she was dead for like the last Sandra Hunt Scully. The stunning wife of Vince Scully. There she is, right there. Oh, yeah. married. In, I read it wrong. Ah, I was My say bad. It. Married in '73 after Joan Crawford. Ah, you married us. Uh, still married Sandy Hunt. <laughs> Let's I'd bring m- her in here. I missed the divorce part. Yeah, that's so. all right. Sorry, Vin. Vin Sorry, Vince. What the hell is going on here? I was thinking you were swinging single. It's a great day for baseball and for Eric to give out false information one word at a time. What's wrong with being single? Sit back and enjoy Eric's lies. Oh, sure. You've never told... How's life going, Vinny? I've never once told a lie. In fact, all my stories are true. Especially now that I'm retired where all I do is play shuffleboard and snort cocaine off Sandra Hunt Scully's breast. Oh, it's been a long retirement. And now that I'm back on behind a microphone, I feel like a young kid again. Calling ball games and living life the way I've always wanted to. Brady, how are you? Real good. Little known man. fact about Brady. He once ate his entire weight on the hottest day of summer in muskrat meat. He thought it was meatloaf, and he didn't care. What? Not a lie. Brady's right here to confirm it. Uh, it was delicious. Yeah, I told you. It was the truth. Brady tells stories to me, and I pass them on. Do you know stuff uh, about everyone? Pretty much. What about Toledo. Toledo's father works in a gold mine and wants nothing to do with him. True story. He gave Toledo away without any fight whatsoever, much like the Chicago Cubs in Game 5 of this year's NLCS. Went back to the gold mine, denied ever owning him, and then made a real family that he loved and cared for. Never once making a phone call or sending a postcard to Richard, leaving him in the lurch, wondering where, oh where, is my daddy? Wow, you're so matter-of-fact about it. (laughs) It's kind of mean sounding. Toledo's mother missed him. She missed him a lot. She used to always call him Little Farmer John. And she would grab hold of his Farmer John wiener and pull and pull until a Toledo came out. Then, when seeing the large-headed infant fly out of his womb, he realized two things had been ruined in his life. His freedom... And the puss he'd loved so much had been devastated by the nuclear head of one Richard Toledo. Man, people shouldn't tell you anything. It's always back to the gold mine. You just spout off. Sometimes I have a problem telling stories. <laughs> I guess. For instance, Eric's AIDS are a little talked about subject on this show. That's not true! He often denies the AIDS. Got it from a Salisbury State. He got it from... Having sex with a Salisbury steak stuffed inside a male hooker's anus. (laughs) That's a great visual. Thank you. Upon meeting the male prostitute, Eric said, I'm hungry and will do anything for food. And the prostitute muttered out, well, what do you think of Salisbury steak? Eric, being poor, said, I love Salisbury steak. And the male hooker proceeded to shove the meat right into his anus and said, well, if you're hungry, go get it. (laughs) Eric did it, contracting AIDS and a delicious steak. At least I got that steak. He was well-satiated, which was important because nutrition is the best way to fight off the curse of AIDS. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Nutrition? Always, always, Toledo, when you have AIDS, keep a nutritious diet. Look at Magic Johnson. That's all he's doing? eating his vegetables? He just has to keep eating. He eats a lot of nutrients. (laughs) Steak and pudding, Eric calls it uh it's been an interesting run for eric so how about that world series how huh? about those Dodgers? Dodger baseball going very well as we head to game seven are you nervous we've got the chink on the mound and i think oh, that's gonna help us a lot that. i can do whatever i want what are you gonna do fire me <laughs> i'm in my late 80s that's true I can play grab-ass with anyone and say horrible racial things and then just turn and say, uh-oh, I'm old. I'm from another time. I learned that from that Jew, Sandy Kofak. I oh, can't do that. What's the game we're going to play? What are we- anyway, the Dodgers take on the Astros tonight in beautiful Chavez Ravine's Dodger Stadium. Very close to Chinatown, which makes you, Darvish, feel good. <laughs> He's from Japan. I know, but close enough, really. Who can tell? I don't know the difference. I just know that one yells the price of my food out a little louder than the other. It's humility which separates them. This segment brought to you by the new Farmer John Salisbury Steak. It's the exact same thing as our hot dogs, only covered in some sort of brown. <laughs> <laughs> brown. We're playing a game called Famous Mexicans, where I tell you a story about a Mexican you probably know. Why are we doing that? Because it's Dia de los Muertes, Day of the Dead Mexican. You celebrate? Every year? Every year I celebrate dead Mexicans. Uh, Just like the entire community surrounding Chavez Ravine. That, by the way, was devastated by the city council in order to build Dodger Stadium. There's some good parts around there. According Why, to it used to be a thriving Mexican neighborhood. Yeah, it used to be. Until they damaged everyone financially to the point where they had to live in tents or move away. Is that true? Then the yes. good houses were picked up and moved to Universal Studios. Well, unfortunately, that's true. The it's whole true. thing's true. <laughs> the entire story behind Chavez Ravine is known as the Battle of Chavez Ravine. <laughs> I'm uh, looking it up. It's rather horrifying. Look it up. It didn't last long. A trail of dead Mexicans left behind so you could enjoy (laughs) Dodger baseball on the West Coast. That's when America was great. Why so many Mexicans wouldn't move. The city council at the time was planning on building some sort of high-rise housing for those same Mexicans and get rid of their homes to Universal Studios as a thriving movie industry moved into Los Angeles. And the homes were cheap and easy to move. So they killed the Mexicans, built a stadium, and moved the houses anyway. 1951, 1961, I was there for the last three years of the Battle of Chavez Ravine. So many dead Mexicans. (laughs) A lot of skirmishes. There it is. Uh, All right. Well, anyway. America, let's make it great again. Government acquisition of land owned by Mexican-Americans. That's right. Eminent domain. They took it from them. And the ones that wouldn't move, they gave them tents. You're going to have a lot of construction to deal with here, Paco. And they stole their homes so they couldn't even squat in them. 1,800 families. In fact, did you know the neighborhood in To Kill a Mockingbird? Is all the houses from Chavez Ravine moved to beautiful Universal Studios. Look it up. We were horrible people. It was a different time. Let's play a game? Sure. That's what we said in 1958. Let's play a game. Baseball. But we don't have a stadium, we said. Hey, I've got an idea. It's a travel game. We'll go over where all those Mexicans live, light them on fire, steer their homes for this thriving movie industry, and build a ballpark where they once proudly lived. I have to thank a man named Mr. O'Malley for that. He's a visionary, they call him. That's what they used to call people who would kill Mexicans, take their land, and build thriving ball teams. Visionaries. Visionaries. Walter O'Malley, a visionary, unless you're Mexican. Then, a genocidal maniac. Well, they get to participate in the Day of the Dead sooner. That's right. They love Muerte, and they were provided an early one. I love your stories. My stories are never-ending. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, don't read about it. It'll just make you hate baseball. You Learned something new today, Toledo. Living in a tent on the side of the demolished home for months after being forced out and arrested by the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. Richard, much like the discovery of your father, I just told you all this information. There's no need to dig deeper. You're a storyteller. Yes, but my stories have truth to them. Sometimes they sound better when you tell them. Then, easy, Eric. (laughs) Eric, also known as Easy E. Hmm. Let's play the game. I described the Mexican. You tell me who it is. We have Jimmy on the line for you, Vin. Jimmy, welcome. Who's your pick for tonight's Game 7 of the World Series? I'll take the Astros. I like the Astros. Well, thanks for calling, Jimmy. Now go f*** <laughs> yourself. Hang up on Jimmy. <laughs> okay. Hi there, who's this? Joe. Joe, are you there? Yes, I am. I'm Vin Scully, former Dodger announcer. Tell me your story, Jimmy. Joe. Joe? Jimmy Joe. Jimmy Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Little did Joe know it, but most people around him called him Jimmy Joe. (laughs) Jimmy Joe, what do you tell us about (laughs) you? Just looking forward to game seven when the Astros beat the Dodgers. All right, uh, Jimmy Joe. So long, bad Jimmy Bad connection Joe. on Jimmy Joe. So long, Jimmy We're Joe. We're not a contestants, man. Who's next? Uh, Anthony is on the Jimmy on. Joe Anthony. Double JA. How are you, Anthony? I'm doing pretty good. Who are you picking for tonight's ball game? The Houston the Astros, Dodgers. the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's exactly right. Game seven should go to the Dodgers. And then, nip pitcher, you Darby. I'm going to describe you a Mexican. See that. Why not, Eric? Why are you so afraid of the truth? Here we go. I'm going to name a Mexican, and you tell me exactly who the Mexican is. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Boy, I love watching that You Darvish pitch, though. He really zips it in there to the catcher, doesn't he? You have to stop. See what I did there? (laughs) All right, here we go. This Mexican is an Emmy Award-winning stand-up comedian. He's got much respect through admiration in the entertainment world with over 20 years of experience. He was born Louis Sikrisky on September 12, 1967 in Washington, D.C. to a Mexican-Hungarian named Louis and an American-Irish woman named Mary Louise. It was during his early years he decided to work in movies and television when his mother would return from work and took up a lackluster program To unwind. In 1985, this Mexican completed his schooling from Newton High School and took up a job as an auto mechanic before trying his hand at various odd jobs. You know all this. He's a ginger, and he's probably got no soul. (laughs) Name that Mexican. Uh, Pablo Francisco. Pablo Francisco is incorrect. Uh... Not a ginger. Not a ginger. We were looking for Louis C.K., little-known fact... Louie's very Mexican, so Mexican in fact that he used to decorate his living room walls with hubcaps. <laughs> I think I got a winner for you. Miguel is on the line. Miguel, hola Miguel. Hello, how you doing? Feliz Dia de los Muertos. Feliz Dia de los Muertos to you as well. Are you alive or dead? <laughs> um a little bit of both. That's right. Most likely because your name is Miguel. You're high as a kite and don't know what's real anymore. No, it has nothing to do with that. Me is es Vincenzo. It has uh, everything to do with uh, the fact that we have to... Uh, hey, asshole. I said yes. me amo es Vincenzo. <laughs> Hola. It's called conversation, and you're a rude Mexican for interrupting me when I was trying to introduce myself. Call him an asshole? Well, what he was he? acting like an asshole. What happened to you, Vin? I'm retired. I have no issues. There he goes again. And now he's doing it. (laughs) All right. I'll name the Mexican. You tell me who the Mexican is. Are you ready? Here we go. Also known as Dorteo Arango Arumbas, Dorteo Arango, Francisco Villa Jose, Dorteo Arango Aramblia, El Centorio del Norte, La Cucaracha, he was a famous Mexican general. Wait, that was a name? That's his AKA. Uh. (laughs) That's why they gave him such a simple name to go by. In fact, a name so simple they named blankets after him. Blankets with holes for your head. He's a Mexican general born June 5th, 1878. He died at age 48. His father was Augustin Arango. His mother was Michaela Arambola. And some little known facts about him. The revolution resulted in his exile, and Madero became president of Mexico because of him. That's fun. He attended a local school run by church authorities, but after his father's demise, he started working as a sharecropper in order to learn a livelihood. Imagine that! A Mexican picking things! He's one of the greatest revolutionary leaders in the world. He was born a working-class man, and after the death of his father, shouldered the responsibilities of the entire family. Again, they called him the same thing they call blankets with holes for their heads. Any idea? Any idea? He stole cattle. Pancho better. And he... Who? Pancho Vera. That last part sounds a little foreign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but close enough. We call him Pancho Villa. <laughs> You're saying something crazy. Hold on. <laughs> cabron. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's Miguel, our Mexican listener. He's a winner. He seems to be. I have one more guy for you, then if sure. you play with him. That's how you got AIDS. Exact <laughs> same sentence. Here's Steve. Steve hey. Esteban. Feliz dia de los muertos. And welcome uh, to... Shut up. <laughs> welcome to Dodger Baseball. Sit back and enjoy. Tell us about yourself, Esteban. Um, I'm a 50-year-old electrician on my way to work. A 50-year-old electrician. You ever kill anybody with the juice? Uh, Not yet. How about yourself? What's your close call with death? Because I know you've nearly electrocuted yourself. Drunk. Yep, I blew up a 480-volt panel. Almost went blind. Whoa. sound like a hell of an electrician. And your story has left us, Brady, shocked. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well... Old electrician, away we go. I'll describe the Mexican. Paint the picture, Vin. And paint a beautiful picture of this particular brown person. (laughs) Then you tell me who it is. Are you ready? Sure. Hang on a second. I'm getting my information in my ear for... It seems as though the Dodger game's been canceled. What? Yuri Gurriel and you Darvish will fight... Karate style in the center of Dodger Stadium for the championship game it's been agreed upon. That's not really fair for Yuli, is it? Probably not. Uh, Yuli's half Japanese, so he probably knows a little karate. (laughs) Here we go. King of the screwball. This Mexican became a superstar... That played Dodger baseball from 1980 until 1997, primarily with the Dodgers. He was the guy who invented the screwball basically as it's thrown today. And Fernando Mania took hold of all of America as this fat little pig hopped on the mound on a regular basis going 19-0 and 0 to start his career. Fernando like Valenzuela? Fernando Valenzuela is correct. Nicely done. Oh. Oh. Excellent job <laughs> He does the Mexican broadcast now He has 12 really? children He was born in Eta Chiquila, A small town Tequila, to municipality in Nova Hoa, The state of Sonora, Mexico What's His date place? of birth is officially November 1st Although because Mexican records stink Who knows how true that is Hold on just a second Esteban, you're a winner Happy birthday, Fernando. Happy assumed birthday, Fernando. That was fun, Vin. It was fun. Especially the part about the Battle of Chavez Ravine. Nobody looks into these things because it's America's filthy secret. By the way, if you thought it was a different time, look into some of the history of how your Chase Field was built. Three older people wouldn't sell their homes there either. And magically all died just in time for Mr. Colangelo to start the shoveling. Huh. It's not a pretty thing. It's just the truth. It happens, though. I mean, it's people yeah. die. It's how stadiums get built. Timing. Car accident, old age, and general fear killed three people in downtown Phoenix in order for you to have Diamondback baseball. So the fifth largest city in America can regularly chant out, Go D-Bags! D-backs. Right. That's what the rest of the country says. D-backs. Well, that'll do it for us. I guess that puts a pin in this balloon, doesn't it, Brady? Sure does. And now it's time for us to leave. But not before we say thanks to our sponsors. Pharma John Hot Dogs. Brought to you by Toledo's Mom's Hands. Grab a wiener and Toledo's Mom's Hands today. And I'll be out of here. Hopefully returning alive for next year's Dia de los Muertes celebration on 98 KPDU. <laughs> Just go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's bro. an honor to have he's, him in. He's, he's Yeah, he's be. a Hall of Famer. Still doesn't miss a beat. Very, very smooth. Very smooth. Yeah, look up the Battle of Chavez-Ravine and tell me you can be a Dodger fan for another 10 minutes. Awful what they did to those Especially people. Especially if you're a Mexican. <laughs> Slaughtered them. And, and the that's the support. funny part. The Mexicans loved them. Oh, it's terrible! It's a terrible, terrible story. It's a nice ballpark. It used to be. It's a really nice place. It used to be a neighborhood. It's unbelievable. Yeah, there's probably bones underneath it. There you go. That's Vin. One Holmberg on the go. No, oh, that sounds dangerous. Download the 98 KUPD app for live streams, podcasts, and more.